Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Malk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as photography, mobile, GPS, tech stuff. All my opinions were wolfcats, but now belong to wolfcat cubs and do not represent my employer. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition to the Humans of Twitter list, Wolf Coughlin. Howdy. Um, I'm just curious, is this a Turing test? Because I'm worried I'm going to fail it and find out I'm an Ashley Ashley Madison bot. We'll find out at the end. Oh, okay. Okay. In social settings, Wolf, how do you introduce yourself? Uh, Quite often I go... Hi, I'm Wolf. I wait. There's a little bit of a pause. They look at me and I go, yes, as in big dog. (laughs) So please, if if I can ask, a choice or given birth name? A combination. Um, Mm -hmm. um, It's a family name, but it's the um, derivative of, it's the original meaning of a family name. And I never used the family name. It's so great because it's so unique. And I'm sure you get more than enough questions about, really? Yes. Um, usually involves me pulling up my driver's license and saying, yes. It, it, it's wonderful. Wolf, you are someone who is very active uh, in, in social media circles and those sorts of things. What draws you to that social media experience? <sighs> It's a legacy thing. I've been doing this kind of things from the very early 90s pre-World Wide Web, effectively, where I had my own multi-line BBS. And, wow. Um, so um, social media came along and it was just like, oh, it's chatting to people on the computer. I've done that. Um, I'll continue to do that. <laughs> um, it's also, it's the... Um, Connection, speed, real timeness. Um, the you know, to, to steal your term, it's the humanness of it. What makes sh- microblogging, short statements, human? Um, you don't have you don't have time to waffle. You you have to say it and even like when we speak we think in short staccato sentences and we pause and we say um 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 and then we um stop the boats um um <laughs> sorry i just <laughs> too many ums and you 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 fall into a pattern um mm. where the it's you don't have or the way i use it anyway you know and the people that i interact with um, especially, say, on a Monday night, hypothetically speaking, um, mm. you're, it's instantaneous and the reactions are instantaneous um, and real. Have you met a lot of people that you've only known digitally, socially, in real life? Quite a few, and some of them are some of my best friends. Um, mm-hmm. The first person, apart from family, that knew that the Wolfcat Cubs were coming was one of my Twitter friends. It was wow. somebody that I had met on Twitter um, and I'd had I'd met him a number of times. But 
Um, but I also, you know, um, via social media, you know, and we'd have front channel conversations and back channel conversations and sometimes front and back channel conversations simultaneously, um, where, um, you know, with that, there was a, an inherent trust relationship with that person. We'd built up a real friendship. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, actually I caught up with him only a few weeks ago and we, um, were heading out for lunch and he said, Oh, where do you want to go? I said, Oh, we'll go here. And he, sat down and he went this is where you told me that news are you trying to tell me something else i informed him no there is no other news do you find it easy to make friends um that's a an interesting question on the grounds that i am well known as a loud gregarious um opinionated uh, person. Um, I don't hold back on what I think. Um, that tends to rub some people up the wrong way. Um, tends to rub a lot of people up the wrong way. Um, but that, um, I try to get on with everybody. I don't, I don't have mortal enemies that I'm aware of. Um, I get a pain in my knee every time, every now and then. I presume that's just a pain in my knee and not a mortal enemy. Um, it's my theory. It's working theory. Um, I get on well with people. Um, the bigger issue I actually have is I've got a really good memory for an awful lot of totally and utterly useless information, and I am terrible with people's names. Now, that's compounded when your name is Wolf. <laughs> and everybody, and you're a loud, gregarious, outgoing person. So everybody remembers me and I just sometimes look at people and go, I know you from somewhere. I'm not sure. Um, but as far as friends, I don't have as much time in my life at the moment. Two little monsters are eating little langoliers are eating all of my time. Um, Understandably. Yes. Um, but um, I'm very comfortable in social in social groups, um, I do lots. I've done um, lots of like public speaking and being standing out and talking in front of large groups. And for a while, I was a busker and could do fire breathing and everything else, which is fairly outgoing. Wow! Um, you know, so it's one of the. There aren't a lot of photos of me on the internet. Um, ironically, as somebody who takes a lot of photos, um, there aren't actually a lot of me, um, but one of the ones that is actually up on my Flickr account is actually one of me fire-breathing from way back in the day. Uh, there is some video of you, though. Yes. 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 Um, however, there's the one piece of video that doesn't exist that I really wanted to exist, and it's the day I caused an earthquake. All right. Give it up. Okay. I was asked to speak at a conference. Um, it was the um, inaugural V21 conference here in Melbourne. Um, mm -hmm. And it was about two months or so after the Black Saturday bushfires. And I did a bucket load of work um, uh, using social media for for um, the bushfires and for the ABC mm -hmm. back in the day. And um, I decided not to do the um, Black Saturday the Black Saturday story it was still emotionally raw, 
it was emotionally raw for me, but also for a lot of people in the audience and everything else. So I thought, oh, Melbourne had had a small earthquake. So I could actually use that as a story and wrap around the speed of social media and the instantaneousness and and everything else. So sure. It, you know, and I could do it. And it was a, it was one of those I survived the Great Melbourne Earthquake type of scenarios. Um, so nice and humorous. And I was allocated seven minutes to talk. I'm halfway through my presentation and hands start going up in the audience. And I'm thinking, I'm not that boring, am I? And then somebody else out, we just had an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> I spent the next two minutes hoping like hell that somebody at 774 was about to tweet about it. And they did. Mm. At which point I proved my case and everybody <laughs> remembered me as the guy that caused the earthquake. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, That's so I, 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 I haven't caused one since. So <laughs> I, I try to use my powers for good. That's Excellent. Are you a people pleaser? Yes. Um, my wife isn't. My wife will send a coffee back. Mm. I will just kind of take two sips of it, think it's some sort of vile insipid rat wee and just push it off to the side and never go back to the place ever again. And possibly send a snacky tweet. What impact has that had on you? Oh. <sighs> the uh, same as breathing um it defines me in you know that um i have um i had a bizarre and interesting and varied life as much as anybody's had a bizarre and varied and interesting life and um i avoid conflicts as much as possible still have them um but that you just sort of um I'm a, I, I sort of take a, a, my, my sort of personal philosophy is that this is a really small, insignificant speck of dirt in a rather insignificant solar system in your average galaxy, in your average local supercluster, in your average possibly multiverse. Um, it doesn't matter. It's just really doesn't matter on the grand scale of things. It can be a personal uh, stretch or challenge for you, though, can't it? Uh, I tend to let things wash over me. I get, I'll get, I swear a lot at work. I do. Um, I swear a lot at home. I will sit there and go, ah, you stupid Computer, you're fighting, fighting, fighting. Um, you can swear on this if you'd like. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm trying to be good. <laughs> fuck, shit, fuck, 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 fuck. See, didn't work. Um, where, um, but it's like I'll wake up the next morning and it's just like, nah, I don't need to worry about that. And, um, I let. Some things get to me more than they should. The last four years has been a little bit difficult, um, suffering from some form of Guantanamo Bay and s s inspired sleep deprivation therapy brought on by twins. Mm. Um, I'm actually thinking that I might actually just try and check myself in for a rest. <laughs> um, my wife is actually convinced that she could actually do a six months in solitary confinement. 
<laughs> rehab? Is there rehab for twins? Uh, well, there's sleep school for twins. They've been to that. Um, that doesn't necessarily help a great deal. Um, but, um, yeah, the rehab for twins is um, when they're about 25, 28 these days, possibly when they move out. Though I'm fairly sure, though, uh, by that point in time, we should be out of Syria as well. Just. Just. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, actually. <laughs> we might still be there. We, we may be just getting our first refugees. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. What are you passionate about? <sighs> um, oh, um, I'm one of those really annoying people that's interested by everything and fascinated by the rest. Um, <laughs> and um, I tend to run from going, oh, that's interesting. Oh, look, shiny object. Um, I will now spend six months and work out how shiny object works. And Master said shiny object. Oh, look, shiny object. And run away <laughs> off to next shiny object. Um, for a while there, I did actually remember all the modem handshakes from from 300 board all the way up to 56K, all variations thereof. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Not a useful life skill, and I'm fairly sure I have yet to see any episode of The Walking Dead where that saved somebody. That's up there with knowing Morse code right now, isn't it? Uh, yes. Um, uh, my ph- photography fascinates me. Um, the um, Capturing the, the still moment. The weather is one of my pet loves um, where, you know, um, chasing storms. I have driven 400Ks in one direction just to take a photo and turn around and drive back in one day. Um that's a passion. Um, Australia is a passion where I've, I once did a drive from Melbourne to Adelaide via White Cliffs and Broken Hill. It was only, wow. it was only three and a half thousand Ks out of my way. Um, yeah. Because I could and plotted it. So it was up dirt roads and outback tracks and everything else um, to explore the country. Um, you know, I've done. Most ninety percent of the east coast. Um, I still haven't done. Um, my wife and I had planned, and we had done the initial stages of the of the great um, Melbourne to Darwin to Cairns road trip. We had it all planned, and we're starting the planning, and then silly thing called pregnancy got in the way. Apart from delaying holiday plans, how has becoming a dad, particularly of twins, shifted your focus? um, See, I wouldn't use the word shifted even. It's twins is not, it's, it is something that is utterly incomprehensible. And (laughs) the um, twin, there's a lot of twin um, support groups and a lot of um, twin parent groups and everything else. And when you go there, um, like even sometimes with the, it's the dads um, and um, the dads are at the twin play group or something like that and um, just to give the mums a break. And you see that like 
there's this thing where like when they especially when they're very young and you, and you get in there and you're three quarters of an hour late and the twin parents all look up and go wow you made it out of the house <laughs> and there's this but <coughs> with the um some um the council run um child maternal group that they set up was it was kind of like there was this look of oh oh you're late again and it's like well no the the, the twins are you're you're out that's fantastic mm-hmm. um twins is you are on show from day one um you can't go you can't go to the supermarket without everybody noticing without people noticing them and asking questions are they twins how were they conceived um which is kind of like a yeah okay <laughs> how about you tell me how your children were conceived and actually no i don't want to know <laughs> um it is um mind-bendingly tired we don't have any family support here so um we've had uh I think two nights without the girls since they were born. That's uh, four years ago. Wow. Yeah. You know, so um, things like date night and stuff like that. I said, you know, every relationship needs a date night. It's like that'd be nice. Hmm. Um, so plus, my wife is studying as well, just because we don't like to do anything the easy way. Casually. Um, yeah. 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 Um, so. Um, but no, raising, um, I never had a strong, strong desire to be a father. I always figured I would just, I mm. never had the yearning. Um, my wife did, um, she won. Um, it's very hard to go to sleep when you've got a loud tick, 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 tick next to your bed. It's the old biological <laughs> clock. Could you turn that down a bit? Please, I'm trying to sleep. Um, um, did I leave it too late? Yes. Did I leave it too early? Yes. You know, um, I much prefer it now they're older. Mm. Um, I found babies. I didn't understand. Yeah, I had a strong paternal instinct to look after them, but not that overwhelming bond that you see in movies or anything else it was a this is a job to do um especially when Mm -hmm. i was getting um i'd come home from come home from work and my wife had the look of um, a deer in headlights um at which point she would just go here yours and go (laughs) off and try and get a little bit of sleep because she hadn't slept all day um, then I would be doing the overnight shifts when the first, the first six months, which would be with twins, it was about two and a half hours to, because we had them offset by a little bit, um, two and a half hours from feed, change, resettle, next one, feed, change, resettle. So then you had about an hour and a half, and then you had to start all over again. So it's wow. continuous, 24-7. Um you understand very well why um, sleep deprivation is a torture method. <laughs> Gosh. And a very effective one. Do you wish that 
the twins were singles separated by a couple of years? No. Wouldn't change them for the world. The um, I've got like a little video of them and they were crying next to each other and they literally went from one crying she, as, as, as she waned off, the other one rose up because she went, ah, somebody else is doing the work for me. I don't need to. Mm. Um, the bond that they have and seeing that is phenomenal. They're not identical, um, but the tightness that they have, um, as they've got older, we actually, you know, the advantage of twins is um, that they do play together. Um, you know, not all twins are the same. Not all twins end up being best friends. But at this point mm-hmm. in time, these two are as thick as thieves. Um, and it can give you five minutes apiece. Um, and the other one was, um, we're done with nappies. It's done. Yep. We don't have to go through the, hey, you know what? <laughs> Let's go through sleep deprivation and nappies all over again. Mm. What can't you tolerate? <sighs> intolerance. It's bog standard answer. I hate mm. intolerance. Stupidity. Mm. I hate stupidity. Um, I, it just so frustrates me and where it's just like the answer is right in front of you people just wake up and smell the cat food and it just gets gets my back up gets me riled and it just is i i just don't know why and it's it's it is one of my failings um i like really really smart people um i like to hang around people that make me think. Um, the problem with that is I often also realise just how thick I am standing around them. But it's, I've learned to nod a lot. Hmm, <laughs> interesting. I have no idea what that word means, but I will nod. And if I'm really unsure, I wait to see if somebody else nods. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I like really smart people and hanging around them and Stupid people just do my head in, and it's it is it is a personal failing. I'm aware of that. That you know that every everybody has some worth, mm. um, with the exception of members of the current front bench. <laughs> I've yet to see any worth they have. Maybe it's compost. From a political perspective, if the government could pass a law tomorrow, what would you want that to be? Do I have to choose one? I've got a number. Let's just start with one. Let's start with one. Fibre to the premise. I want fibre to the premise. I think that as a transformational tool for society, Mm -hmm. proper fibre to the premise will prepare Australia. I want my girls to grow up in a world where they don't have to worry about download speeds, where they don't have to think about it, where the latest BBC beautiful David Attenborough collection, because he's being cryogenically preserved, um, is is available on 4K, and they go, I want that for I want that five-minute segment of that 4K video for my homework, and they just go and they get it, and they Mm. don't think about it. 
you know, the switch, you know, as having grown up with the evolution from 300 board modems to 24K up to 56 to ADSL to ADSL 2. And, mm. you know, I've got a megabit connection at work. It's like that where you don't have, where the process of getting knowledge is that you get the knowledge, you don't think about the process. And I think that that's something that will is utterly transformative. And I think that I would, it's just, I just really would like it too. Hmm. I resonate very strongly with your thoughts on this one. Yes. <laughs> very, very strongly. And same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, chuck, and we'll chuck same-sex marriage in as well because that would actually just take five minutes. Just as a sister bill, it's not going to harm anything. Well, no, and it'll only take five minutes. They're going to actually walk in, sign it off, and it's done. So zero cost to the public. What do you think is the resistance that marriage equality, same-sex marriage hasn't been achieved in Australia? Uh, Fear, loathing, religion, misunderstanding, and stupid, which goes back to my intolerance, where um, I I could well be wrong, but my understanding of the same-sex marriage legislation is that it will allow two people of the same gender to get married. It won't actually mean I have to marry somebody of the same gender. Mm -hmm. So not having to marry somebody of the same gender means that it won't actually impact me. Um, You know, my wife and I eloped. We went off to the registry. We got married because we wanted to get married, not because of anything else. Um, Also because we wanted to do it on the final summer solstice of the 1900s. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because as you do. Um, (laughs) So we, um, it just, it's people thinking that their religion defines somebody else's morals. And we are meant to be a 21st century civilization. And I don't, you know, your religion is your religion, and if your religion says you don't marry somebody of the same sex, don't marry somebody of the same sex. But it's the it's the um, the diet analogy of that. Just because you're on a diet doesn't mean I can't eat donuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Donuts. Donuts. Uh. <laughs> what one thing would you change about your life today? Oh. Oh, sleep. <laughs> As in more. As in more. Um, That it has been a very, very long four years for for my wife and I where um, it's put an awful lot of stress on the relationship, just being Mm -hmm. constantly fatigued. On those few times that we can actually get a decent night's sleep, everything seems a little bit sunnier, a little bit rosier. And yeah. you know, as they've got up, getting older, it's happening more. Um, we still get little visits at 3 a.m. with one or both of them um, to breaking sleep. But s- sleep is the one transformative thing that would actually just set my brain running a little bit more straight. Um, and then, um, then I can actually concentrate on all the 
other million and myriad of worries that I actually have. What what million and myriad worries do you have? <sighs> what keeps you awake at night in that context? Uh, the usual finances, having an argument with my wife, being tired, work, um, um, lack of feeling like I've actually achieved the things that I wanted to achieve on any given day, mm-hmm. um, just generally being stressed 24-7, the usual run-of-the-mill problems of being a married father with a wife studying and childcare eating all your money. Yes. And, and, then, and then on top of it, the utter stupidity of the current government where the, it's setting up policies already that, you know, they'll, they'll impact me. That's fine. I can kind of, I've got my own resilience, but um, it'll impact my children. And it's not a worry I can actually do much about, but it does, it does worry me. So, you know, um, and then the other one, the other big worry we've got is despite Joe Hockey telling me that if I had a decent job and I do, um, that I'd be able to afford a house. No, I can't. And our house that we're renting, that we've rented for the last seven years, that the girls were born and raised in, was sold for an inordinate amount of money that I have no idea how anybody could actually afford to buy it. And all they're going to do is tear it down at some point, And we don't know oh. when. So at this point, we're sort of desperately hoping that the house, we won't, we won't get evicted before the end of the year so that then the children will be out of childcare, at which point the biggest, apart from rent, our biggest capital outlay is childcare. Um, before, so they'll be out of childcare and into kindergarten, at which point then we'll actually be able to save up enough money for the bond to then move, but then the prices in the suburb we've been in for the last seven years have gone up so dramatically. Uh, house prices in our suburb, I think, have doubled in the last seven years. So gone from uh, 650 to about 1.2 million a property. Oh, um, gosh. Rents have moved accordingly. Um, mm. So therefore now we're going to have to move even further out. And then if we move further out, then I have to spend longer on the train and then I spend longer on the train and see less of my family. Vicious cycle. So yeah. just the usual worries. <laughs> What's the answer to inflating the rising house prices? Um, somebody gives me a house and then I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Kill all boomers. <laughs> Kill all boomers. It's, you know, that's dead. Yeah, you know, I'm at that point in my life where if that was to happen, I'm gonna have to say say la vie and move into that nice house. Um, what is the answer? Zombie apocalypse. The, yeah. yeah, zombie apocalypse. Always good. Yeah, got the baseball bat. Oh, my tripod is also very good. It's a good heavy tripod. Um, and oh, the, the head of the tripod's got a couple of sticky out bits, so good for getting in behind the ear. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what is the answer for rising house prices? Absolutely no idea. I'm not an economist. And I'm not afraid to say I have no idea because I don't. What are you going to achieve in the next 12 months? Oh, oh um, next 12 months, I'm going to get my mojo back. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. I've lost it. If anybody finds it, 
sorry, um, as I've just said, I can't afford anything at the moment, so there's no reward. It's always in the last place you look. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that actually when we move house, it'll pop up, it'll be fallen under the filing cabinet or something. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to try and write a clever tweet that doesn't have a typo. <laughs> I'm, I'm aiming high, I know, but you, you, one has got to have like those 12-month goals. Um, I don't think any of my top tweets have ever not had um, a typo in them. The rest of my tweets are fine, mm. but no, no, top, all of my top tweets have typos in them. Um, so I'm aiming for that. Um, from then on... It's, you know, for the next 12 months is move somewhere, hopefully not too far away, hopefully not too expensive, um, get over that hurdle, um, and then um, hopefully have, find some us time and also some me time would be nice. Mm -hmm. um, the... Um, I used to do every right once a year. I would do a four to five thousand k road trip around Australia somewhere. I'd get in the car. I'd put on a large selection of very dodgy eighties music. I would <laughs> sing myself hoarse um, and drive to the middle of nowhere, pitch my tent, take some photos. Wake up the next morning, drive and go, oh, where does that little road go? Follow that road for three or four hours and just be away from everything. And then live tweet the whole trip. You'll, do you think you'll get the chance to do that again shortly? <sighs> Maybe in 12 months. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly not. Not with, not, not foreseeable, not in the, the, not in the next six. That's just not going to happen. Sure. We've just got too many issues, too much, too, and too much on our plate. So it's just, it'll happen or it won't, and I'll just keep looking forward to it. Well, well thank you so much for sharing what you have with us today. I, I really appreciate your, your candid nature and, and the things that you have uh, have offered up. It's wonderful. Please know that you're appreciated and, and highly valued uh, and I, I find the time that we've shared today very precious. Thank you. No, my pleasure. Obviously, you're on Twitter. Are there any other social accounts that you want to own up to? I got a lot that I'm not going to own up to. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would really love to say I'm ABC News intern, but I'm not. But I would love to be in there, um, mm. as, as we all. Um, primarily... Um, I'm on every platform. I'm on Facebook. Um, actually, I'm not. I, I'm, I have a, an account on Instagram. I don't use it. I use my Flickr account. It's, mm -hmm. um, the other one is my Redbubble account, which is where I sell my photos and my T-shirts. Yeah. And that's all. It's basically, it's either Wolfcat or Wolfcat underscore Oz because some unnice person already scored Wolfcat on that platform. <laughs> this has been Humans of Twitter. And I can confirm that at Wolfcat is indeed human. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs>